Van D, a dynamic leader with decades of experience building companies and crushing sales. He's been there and done that. Ladies and gentlemen, hello, my name is Van D. Inspiring audiences across the country to do it too. Here's Van. Well, welcome back everybody to my podcast. You know, I always have topics that I get super excited about and I love to do, but I don't think anything can compete with what we're going to do today. I'm very fortunate to welcome my friend, Vince Lacey. Vince, thanks for being on the show today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's my honor. You know, you know, Vince and I go back to 1993. He's been actually one of my competitors for many years. However, you would never know it. We, you know, Vince, we always, it seems like we both work together our whole career. We never, it never seemed like we were on separate companies. And I want to tell you why. Vince Lisi is a kind, good-hearted man that cares deeply about his people and they care deeply about him. And I'm not, this isn't a commercial about Vince Lisi because I could actually fill up 20 podcasts talking about what kind of person you are. But when I'm on the streets and Berkshire Hathaway people, they love to brag about you. They love to brag about your heart. You don't hear, I love my broker. He's got a great heart. But when people describe you, that's what they do. And you've been a role model for me, even though you're, what, 30 years younger? <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> so I'm just going to give you a couple of facts about Vince so you know who's on my podcast today. He's He's not over, he's not only the broker of, of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Ambassador Real Estate in Omaha, he's an incredible inspirational speaker. He's all over the country. Um, he's always been known, Vince has been known as being on the cutting edge uh, of real estate. He encourages a culture that it, it, it attracts all generations and, and has pioneered a mega office uh, that people actually want to spend time and I got to stop for there for a second because I've been in so many brokers offices and you you want to ask does this company have any agents <laughs> and because they're ghost towns but you actually go to a Vince Lisi office and it's energy and people are coming in and out and it's pretty cool actually in October of 2018 Vince's company was recognized as Entrepreneur Magazine second best top company culture in the United States and was the only residential real estate company on the list. So I could go on and on about the accomplishments that Vince has had and, and he's got the, one of the largest offices, the largest brick and mortar office in North America for closed volume and closed units. Um, you just did a, a mere 3.2 billion in sales volume in 2019. That's you know, now 3.3 would be impressive. Yeah. But 3.2 billion, ah, I'm, we're, I'm not sure. We're trying sure. to improve, Van. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so Vince isn't like, and I'm, I'm going to use me as an example, and I'm not going to put myself in a bad light, but, you know, I've been a broker um, for almost, it's been 38 years. One of the things I admire about Vince is he throws himself in the real estate industry. He's on boards, he's on committees, he's been president of the of this, everything Nebraska Real Estate Commission, national real estate um, organizations. He is involved in everything 
And this dates back to years ago when he was the youngest person to win the prestigious Prudential Real Estate Broker of the Year Award, which was back when uh, they were Prudential Ambassador. Um, so anyway, like I said, I could spend the entire time on this podcast uh, talking about Vince because I admire him so much. Um, but here, here's, here's what I want to talk about today, is where we are today, Vince, is COVID. This COVID virus, um, it's not just like SARS or it's not like uh, Ebola. This is affecting um, everybody. And everybody is who we as real estate professionals do business with. So I'd like to visit with you today um, if you could shed some light maybe on some of the new restrictions real estate agents have, because really it affects everybody. It affects everybody who's buying a house and everybody who's selling a house. Um, and I promise you, I'm going to take a breath and let you say a couple things. All right. All right. <laughs> so, you are right. This does affect everybody. And everybody has a different view on this thing, right? Some people are scared to death and they're not going out. Other people think there's nothing going on. And we've, we've uh, as we were talking before the show, Van, is we really want to take a common sense approach to this, is be socially responsible. You know, as, as, we're, as we're showing people's houses, let's wipe down things. You know, as we're bringing people in, we're saying, you know, put gloves on, do hand sanitizer, uh, tell them sellers, have all your lights on so people aren't touching your switches, uh, open doors. You know, we're trying to take precautions to make sure that this doesn't spread to other people. Um, and one of the conversations we've had with a lot of people is, you know, a lot of people, if you get it and you're healthy, you're probably going to be okay. But the truth is you've got family and friends that you may happen to see that are elderly, right, that that have uh, uh, heart issues or asthma or other health conditions that maybe wouldn't be okay. So we need to make sure that we're being cognizant of that stuff while we're out there and about. Um, with that being said, you know, we've continued to do business through this process. It seems crazy to me that people do want to go out there and continue to buy houses. And so... Um, uh, we, we, we're trying to figure out how to communicate in a different way than we have before. Um, we're, we're using technology. You know, we're doing Zoom calls. Uh, we're using Mataports and virtual uh, uh, tours of houses. So lots of things have changed that I think we can learn from in this thing, uh, from not just the real estate industry, but quite honestly, all industries. So your company has always been on the cutting edge. When people describe Berkshire Hathaway Ambassador Home Services, um, they are they always talk about, you know, Vince's group is on the cutting edge. They have this, they have that to, to be helpful. You know, I don't see where it's that big of a change for real estate agents. We're, you know, we're still marketing them, virtual tours. Um, and I, I can speak, um, um, you know, with a lot of confidence on this topic. I still, as you know, Vince, I still sell a couple houses yep. a year. So I'm relevant when I'm when I'm encouraging salespeople to, you know, to be the best they can be. But just yesterday, I've got a couple that I'm helping, and we're looking at houses under 250 So you know what I'm about to say. Very tough market right Oh, now. my gosh. We're waiting. <laughs> I mean, there's two and three and people at every house that are in front of us looking at these homes, and we're waiting for its hard turn to go in. It's not unusual I showed a house two weeks ago my people fell in love with. I called the agent. I said, are you going to, uh, how many offers are you presenting tonight at eight? She goes, 12. It was on the market literally for 15 hours. And 
my people didn't want to get involved with that 12 mix. But what's blowing me away is even though this has been just broadcasted of what a what a terrible virus this is and how it's easy to get or whatever they're saying, it has not affected buyers wanting to um, get out and purchase real estate. I agree. And I've got my, my customers are wearing masks. They're being very respectful. And right. I, don't, I think it's our job as real estate professionals to dictate what's respectful. Yeah. Well, I think our recommendation is you wear a mask in the house, right? You sanitize, wear gloves, yeah. those type of things. Because even if you're not fearful of it, you still got a seller that's living in that house and they don't want it to be spread throughout their house. So we need to be cognizant of what other people are thinking, even if they have different views on it than we do. Yeah, and and you know I've seen some houses that we've gone in that they have a they have a little bucket of gloves and yeah. sanitizer there for you. Um, you know, and I think it's really smart what they're telling people today is you know don't bring a, a huge amount of people with you when you're looking at houses. Bring the decision makers, do the deal. Maybe bring the kids at some other time after you've got the deal done. That's what we've been telling our people. We're saying you know you know please really make the decision makers, the husband, the wife, or whoever the, the people are that are looking at the house, leave kids at home and bring them later. And, and the, the logic in that is, and the same thing in our office, as we were having people come and go out of our office to make copies and get mails and stuff like that, we're like, don't bring kids initially because they're more likely to run around, touch walls, touch tables, touch everything, and potentially uh, spread germs. So, yeah. And, and I, I totally agree. But it, it is up to us as real estate professionals to dictate and to guide through that. I've I've seen people coming out of the houses that I've been showing this last week that are not wearing uh, masks, not wearing gloves. That's their that's their deal. But I think that you know that we need to do the best we can possibly do. And I think this is all going to pass at some point. So Vince, let me ask your opinion to this. So this is what I think, and I I could be wrong, but I think people have been quarantined for so long that they've had more time than ever to really think about where they want to live. And maybe these people, maybe the reason why we're seeing 10, 12, 15 offers on one house in 24 hours, maybe they've been cooped up with their significant other spouse or kids in an apartment, and they're going, we're out of here. This is not going to happen again. Do you think there's any validity to that? Absolutely. I think there's a couple things, Van, that that I've seen, and I have no data to back this up other than conversations with numerous agents mm. daily, is one is I think people have been in their houses so long, they're looking at their houses different than they have before. And so there's a couple of things that I will tell you I've seen just over the last 30 days that I've never really seen before is we're showing lots of houses to people right now that are saying, I have to have a home office, that I tend to believe my company is going to fundamentally change, I'm going to be working on my, my house more, and I need a space I found out to get away from, I can't just go to the kitchen or the rec room because I got kids and other people around. I need a space in my house to walk, uh, to go work in, to get some quiet and to, and to focus. So I think people are going to look at that differently. The second thing is the upper end market when this thing started was dead. As the stock market went from 29,000 to 18,000, I think a lot of those people in the upper end market just totally went away. Well, now we're seeing over the last three, four weeks, quite honestly, lots of activity in that executive market. People buying uh, lake lots, uh, talking to builders about building new houses, uh, houses that are on lakes, pools, outdoor bars, fire pits, those type of things seem to be being having lots of activity right now. I think to your point, because people are saying, if I'm going to be in my house more than I thought I have in the past, I want to live in a house 
that is comfortable, that I can enjoy, and that my family's going to love being at on I a daily basis. I want a cool basis. place to hang out. Yeah. And what better place is to, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, we want a place that our kids want to come to. Right. And our kids want to bring their friends over. We'd rather have them come here. I've talked to a number of builders over the last month that says they're busier than they've ever been. And I think part of that's because we have a short inventory, so a lot of people are going to builders. I think builders are tending to be a big winner out of this. But two is they're talking about that if you wanted to pool today, you wouldn't get it till 2021 because the pool guys are so backed up because everyone, the mother's like, I want to put a pool in if, the, if they have the ability to do that and they're in that price point. You know, Vince, unfortunately, this is going to come again. Yes. Unfortunately, there's going to be something because it just will. So I think people like you say, they're getting geared and they're getting prepared that if this happens again, I'm not going to be freaking out like I am now. Right. And I just think, I mean, the real estate market in Omaha, Nebraska has been pretty darn good for a very, very long time. It has. And I, I've, you know, I tell buyers that if you really want a house today, you got to pay for it. Don't, you know, don't, don't, don't mess around, you know, be respectful, make an offer that's going to get you the house. Do you think that this COVID pandemic is going to is going to set a standard besides people getting the kind of house that they want where they can entertain, they can do all these things at home with pools, but do you think for real estate agents it's going to it's going to set more of a standard on how we do business? Because people are used to working out of their house anyway in real estate. They are. And going into the office. They are. I will tell you, I've heard a lot of agents saying, I want to get back in the office. And and we have, I, I have 14 mastermind groups that I that I run on a monthly basis. And we're going to start after June 15th, start getting us back together in the offices. We usually, we go to restaurants and other places. We're going to kind of slow that down, but we're going to get back together because my agents are saying, I want to get back to the office because I do believe why Zoom has, right, Zoom and technology has been an unbelievable vehicle to allow us to stay in contact. To maintain. To maintain. But... It, you can't maintain the culture, the energy, the excitement, the enthusiasm that comes of putting people physically together face-to-face, uh, from my perspective, is still the best way to build and nurture relationships, to collaborate, to idea share, uh, to encourage each other. So I think that while we've had an industry where people are not required to come to the office, right? They can work for the home, and many do. In our organization, we've always encouraged them to come, and quite honestly, the vast majority of our top producers come in the office on a daily basis because they want to be that sponge to see what's going on with other things. They might hear about something coming on the market that can help a client of theirs or talk about things. They learn from each other. So I think human interaction is missing, and there's been some surveys and studies out there uh, that have come out over the last month talking about the level of anxiety and stress and depression and even uh, suicide attempts has increased mm-hmm. because people are not having enough humor, human interaction. So I tend to believe that people want to get back to the office. But does real estate change that much? No, but I think there's learning lessons. I think we can utilize, you know, often our agents, and I don't know what you're doing, are not doing as we used to do in the old days, getting face-to-face to present a purchase agreement or talk about making an offer. They're doing that back and forth electronically, and then they're having a phone call. And I've been suggesting, why don't we utilize Zoom so you can get back and forth because you have more of, more of that. Uh, Physical emotion, too. Right, you, you see, can you see, see it. You see the, the behavior, the facial reactions, you see how they're taking things where on a phone you may not do that. So I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned from this that's going to help us build stronger relationships and communicate more effective than we have in the past uh, coming out of social media and technology that we've utilized. But uh, fundamentally, do I think real estate has changed that much or will be changed that much because of this? I don't. No, I don't think so either. Um, you know, I think we're going to be maybe a little more cautious, um, uh, which we should be. 
Which um, is smart. You know, and I think it might be more natural for us to say to people, if you're not feeling well, you may not want to go looking at houses today. Right. Or if you're not feeling well, you may not want us to show your house today. You know, something like that. You know, one of the things, Vince, that you and I have had lots of conversations about in the past is culture. Yes. So you're known um, at Berkshire Hathaway um, that you've developed this crazy, incredible, positive culture. So much so that you've been asked to speak all over the United States about your culture. You've kind of become an expert um, on creating a positive culture and, and that at the workplace. So my question to you is, I was fortunate enough to get to know Carol, your mother, yes. uh, very well. And um, I actually, um, instead, back in the day, instead of dropping off a purchase agreement and leaving, I'd I'd go there long enough be, uh, to give myself enough time because I wanted to go sit in front of her. And I did all the time. I'd, sat and I'd sit in the chair in front of Carol and we'd just talk. And she always made me feel like I was the only person on earth. So I know that that culture of making people feel like they matter um, with your business started at a very early age. Tell my audience a little bit about, you know, I know culture is important to you, but um, is it something that you you want to be recognized, that we're the place to be if you want a positive, motivating culture? You know, I believe, quite honestly, as leaders, we've got a responsibility to create an environment. And, and to me, what's a great culture? A great culture is how do you create an environment full of energy, enthusiasm, where we're encouraging each other, right? Um, where people are walking around with a passion and a positive attitude. Uh, plenty of studies show that people are energized and excited and are drawn to that. So I think that's our responsibility to, to create this good working environment. And especially in real estate, as I said earlier, where they're not forced to come to work, but they actually want to come to work because they see value and come there. So, you know, to me, um, it's not that I, I guess if we're talking to agents, we want to be recognizing what we want them to see the value but it's not something we go out there and really talk about. It's more of an internal thing within our organization. It's just part of the way it is. It's, it's part not of who like we you are. wake up in the morning and say, we have to work on culture. It's, it's, a, it's just who you guys it's, are. It, we want that to be part of our DNA, that we want to have that environment. We want to have that culture where people can say that I'm going to come, I'm going to learn, and I'm going to be better. And, and our entire culture really is based on this one attitude. I talked about masterminds earlier. It's what I call the attitude of abundance. When you live by the attitude of abundance, People come together, and in our business, it's interesting because all the people in my organization actually are even competitors with each other, right? They might be competing to get the same seller exactly. or listing, yeah. even though we're in the same organization. So it's a weird business that way. But that attitude of abundance is when we can bring people together to openly share what they're doing, what's working, what's not working, right? To, to encourage each other, to embrace risk, to learn from the past, to fundamentally believe that the best is yet ahead. Now, that's a foreign language in this industry because someone would come in there that doesn't have the attitude but and say, why would I openly share what I'm doing with someone that I may compete on for a buyer or seller? Mm -hmm. And the answer is very simple. We don't own 100% of the market, okay? No mastermind group I have has over 2 or 3% of the entire market. That when you come together and you say, here's what I'm doing, here's my struggles, here's my successes, and we learn from each other, everybody walks out of there better. Everybody comes out of there with something, if they're really paying attention, that they can go and incorporate based on their unique personality, how they want to approach their business, and incorporate something that they learned from somebody else in that process. So everybody in that process that goes into it with that attitude of abundance comes out of it better. 
Scarcity is the exact opposite, which is what we never want to promote, which is, you know, there's not enough. It's all about me. I'm not going to share. That's my competitor. Uh, we've just found the attitude of abundance helps our, cult, our culture thrive. And we tell agents, especially newer agents to the business, you know, go talk to this person about face-to-face coffees or lunches or this person about client appreciation right. parties or all these type of things. And it is understood and expected within our organization. Our top producers, our people that have been most successful, will embrace this attitude of abundance and they will take the time and they and they want to because they they believe in it. They'll take the time to help share with other people that are growing their business and learning from that. Well, this blueprint that you've that you have action I mean, you know, obviously is running on all cylinders because you've got so many top producers. I mean, I've never seen more top real estate agents at one firm. And, you know, I'd like to say that <laughs> people at my firm, great human beings, great people, but your numbers, um, your numbers are off the charts of the, the volume, 3.2 billion last year in volume. That's, that's crazy. And it's, for, oh, Omaha, for Omaha, it's, it's pretty for good Omaha. for Omaha. Yeah, yeah, that's very... East and West Coast, some people, you know, I mean, that's three, four houses maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's a, uh, that's a pretty awesome. You know, I I want to give some time uh, for the last couple minutes of the last couple minutes of our visit today is you're very involved in the Sunshine Kids. Yes. Um, I would love it if my audience knew a little bit more about uh, how long have you been a leader in raising money uh, for the Sunshine Kids, and just a little bit about that, and how anybody listening can get involved and help to contribute. And, you know, this really actually ties back to culture. We we believe we have a thing called a care fund where we we give money to our agents. But the Sunshine Kids is something we've been involved with for over twenty years now, um, and we canceled our event this this September because we felt like this wasn't the right time social to go out and raise money right. and social distancing. And, and we have twenty five hundred people show up in our parking lot. But the Sunshine Kids is an organization that both. Methodist Hospital and the Med Center here participate in, where we sit, send kids that are that are that have cancer on trips to meet up with kids from other parts of the country to go to the Disney World, to Disneyland, to Washington D.C. To, to to go through the White House or New York City, uh, Hawaii, um, California to Hollywood, all these places basically to escape the reality of their world of going through chemo and, and radiation and, and all of the things that they're going through in cancers. Nobody deserves to get cancer much less a kid who's being cheated out of their childhood. And so it's really, how do we help create that childhood? Um, and the second thing, which is so cool, is to put them in contact with other people, not only in our market going with them, but in other markets. What we've found is the bonds that are that that are built when they're going on these trips, people are saying, I met this person from another part of the country. And they, years later, I've, as I've been through this now, years and years later, these are people that become some of their best friends because those people can understand exactly what they're going through. And your friends here why they can be empathetic and sympathetic towards you. They don't totally understand if they're not losing their hair or, or losing a limb or stuff like that, the exact thing that you're going through as a kid. And so those relationships that are built there are just so powerful and impacting. And so it's our way of, of giving back to an organization that we think is doing something good to put joy back in the lives of people that have had some bad breaks in their life. And so we just think giving back to whatever charity, you know, this happens to be the one that we're most passionate about. Uh, but to giving back to any organization or charity is a good thing for any organization, quite honestly. 
and it know, brings it brings us together it brings man, you together. as an organization yeah. for a common good of others yeah and it's not just your 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 company you're bringing all your competitors i've been to we your invite events everybody yeah i've been to your events and i see people from every company you know representatives from different companies and i see all industries there and last year you had uh, i think a couple celebrities that were there besides me yeah so. uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't don't laugh too much, Pat. Um, so that's really cool that you guys would pick that. How can people um, get involved with Sunshine Kids? Is there a website they can go to, or you know, call our organization, call in and ask for somebody that deals with Sunshine Kids, and we've got different committee chairs. Again, um, we'll be doing our big event next September. Okay. Uh, it was planned for this September, but we, we did delay it again. But year. they can call Berkshire Hathaway? Call into Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Ambassador Real Estate and say, I'd like to talk to someone about getting involved and helping out with the Sunshine okay. Kids. And clearly, someone will put you someone in contact will, with, yeah. of, and because with my this year has or, been, or somebody. Yeah, so this year, because it's been canceled, uh, they yes. can always get on the list to know what's going on for next year. Absolutely. And, and I'm... I'm I'm so grateful that you uh, you took the time. I know you're a busy man and you're a wanted man uh, on the circuit and speaking and broker. And, and um, I just want to tell you how, how grateful I am what you do for the community. Um, your leadership is not just, uh, you know, a benefit to people that, <clears throat> that work in your firm. It's a benefit to all of us that work in the industry also, just watching the way you do business. So Vince, I'm very grateful that you were here today. Right. You've been a great friend for many years. And it's always an honor to get together and chat with you and see, and uh, I appreciate it. Thank you we, very much. Thank, thanks for coming in. Ladies and gentlemen, please rate, review, and subscribe to this. Uh, you know, we all need motivation. We all need empowerment. We need inspiration today. And if this these podcasts can help anybody, please um Please uh, subscribe and and, uh, tell other people about it. I'm always available. Uh, If there's anything that I can be of help to you with your career, you can email me at van at vandeeb.com. And I know I'm speaking for Vince Lisi, not just myself, but make being kind to everybody you see a priority. It's so, it's free, it's easy. Be kind to everybody that you see. And once again, thanks for tuning in today. And I'm so grateful that you're with us. Have a great day. A Parkville Media Production.